0: chapter 14. But last week we looked at uh, Ephesians 4, and we saw how Jesus gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for works of ministry. And what we, uh, what we see in that is that every believer is called to be a minister. Every believer is called to be a minister, and in fact the Holy Spirit has given every single saint gifts that are meant to be used for serving and building up the church. None are excluded, and that is, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, for the common good, so that the common good of the church is built up in ministry, which means, it tells us the church is to be a hub of ministry. It's not to be a a bottleneck of ministry, where one or two or three people do in ministry and everybody else just kind of watches. It's to be a hub of ministry, and that's what Ephesians 4 says, but... think we sometimes wonder I I do what does that ministry look like what where does that fall into into life what's that supposed to look like when and where does that take place and I'm juggling a family and raising kids and my job and 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 this and that and everyday life and the challenges and where does that ministry where do I squeeze it in what does it look like what am I what do I have to give and so, if you have those questions, I want to see this morning as a small step towards equipping us by looking at how Jesus answers that question for his disciples. And I believe there's some helpful lessons we can learn from Matthew chapter 14 as Jesus calls his disciples, the 12, off the sidelines and into ministry. So, I want to set the context, and then we're going to read verses 13. Um, through to verse 21. The context is this. Herod has just, because of the promise he gave to Herodias's daughter, that he she could ask for anything up to half the kingdom. Well, you know the story. She asked for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And so Herod reluctantly has to keep his word, and he has John the Baptist beheaded. That's the context leading into what we're about to read. Verse 13, Matthew 14:13. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place. And the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we ask you to speak to our hearts through your word. We want to sit under your word. We want to learn from your word. We want to have your spirit work in our hearts through your word to help us to grow in ministry as Jesus would call us and use us. So Father, take this time as a holy time and let it speak far louder and far more powerful than any words I actually say. Be glorified in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus never performed miracles just to impress people. He was never just trying to get sensationalized, you know, miracles here, miracles there. Every miracle, every single miracle Jesus performed revealed something about who he is and what he came to do. The feeding of the 5,000 is one of the few miracles that is found in all four Gospels. So we know that it must reveal something important about Jesus, something significant. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. The setting is this Jesus and the disciples are weary, they are, they are tired. And they're also grieving because of the beheading of John the Baptist and so Jesus takes them away to get rest to get recharged he takes them to an isolated desert to an isolated desolate place but the crowds find them there they search them out and they follow them and they find them in this desolate place and so Jesus begins To teach them about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick among them. So what we see here is a very clear picture of ministry going forth. Ministry going forth, teaching of the kingdom of God, healing the sick. Tremendous ministry going forth. But it's all going forth through Jesus. The disciples are on the sidelines. They're just watching Jesus teach and heal. And finally, at the end of a long day, The evening comes, the disciples suggest to Jesus that he send the crowds away to get food. And Jesus, we know that we just read the story. He tells them, you don't need to send them away. You give them something to eat. And it it is easy for us to see a need and want to send it away. Send it away. Let someone else take care of that need. Let someone else minister to that need. Let's just send it away because we don't have enough anyway. But Jesus says, I want you to minister to their need. You give them something to eat. It's time to get off the sidelines, disciples, and onto the front lines of ministry. And that is what the Lord calls us as well. He calls us to follow him into ministry, off the sidelines into ministry. no believer isn't a minister no believer isn't a minister if Jesus is your Savior he has called you to ministry and that's not a bad thing that is a wonderful thing that's a good thing ministry begins and we see this over and over again with Jesus ministry begins with compassion Jesus looked he's exhausted He's grieving, but he looks at this crowd and he sees the need. He sees the hurt. He sees all the brokenness. He sees the spiritual deception. He sees the sickness. He sees death. And he is moved with compassion. And many times we see that in Jesus' ministry. He was moved with compassion. Compassion is more than empathy. It's it's a cousin, but it's more than empathy. Empathy feels what the sufferer is feeling. Compassion feels it and does something about it. When someone is cold and hungry and naked, as James says, and they come to your door, empathy says, be at peace be warm, be fed, I feel. Compassion says, come on inside. Let's get some clothes on you. Let's get some food in you. Let's get some hot coffee in you or tea. Let's take care of this need. Compassion sees the need and does something about it. And That's what ministry is. It's seeing a need and wanting to do something about it. So the gifts that God gives to us are to be, to do something about the needs, both in the church and outside of the church. So when the believer sees, says every believer is called to ministry, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. It means all of us doing our part by God's grace to minister to people's needs. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. And that's a good thing because we don't want to live our lives on the sidelines. There is so much joy in being used by God in the lives of others. So when Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat, he was calling the disciples off of the sidelines and into a miracle. He's calling them off of the sidelines and into a miracle. Every other miracle Jesus himself performed, he did himself. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. But this is the one miracle he performed through his disciples. But the disciples didn't see a miracle when they looked at the situation. They looked at it, and what they saw was a lack. They saw a lack. We lack. We don't have enough. How many opportunities are missed? Because we... Look at our lack and figure it won't make a difference. Why bother? So the second point I want to encourage us and lesson from this is don't look at how little you have. Look at how much God has. Don't look at how little you have. Look at how much God has. We learned from John's account that a young boy came forward with the loaves and fish. And it's kind of surprising to me. The, the Bible says there were 5,000 men besides women and children. So even just conservatively, there are probably seven or 8,000 people here. And it's surprising that this little boy who, it boggles my mind that of all these people, he's the only one who actually thought to bring anything or just happened to have something. But for him to come forward with five loaves of bread and two fish for all of this, because he easily could have said, this is just enough for me. This is just enough for my family. This is just enough for my circle. And, uh, and, and we can all go through that. where we, we are tempted to hoard what little we have. Because we just think it's enough to meet our immediate needs. I only have enough time. I only have enough income. I only have enough energy. I only have enough patience. only have enough compassion. only have enough ability for me and mine. I don't have enough to spare any and the little boy looked out and he saw thousands of people and then he looked at what's in his hand he looked at what was in his hand and it was just a little bit and the faith rose up in his heart and he said guys if you can do anything with this I'm giving it to you it's yours he could have kept it to himself But think of the opportunity he would have missed if he had done that. This young boy had the joy of being used by God to do an incredible miracle. He got to be part of something great. How many opportunities might we miss if we just look at what we have and say, it's not enough. Let's just send them away. Let's just send that need away to someone else, something else, somewhere else that has enough. So I just want to encourage all of us, let's not look at how little we have. We have very little. But let's look at how much God has. And when we bring the little we have to Jesus, and he blesses it, and he breaks it, he can multiply it to make tremendous ministry go forth. We can't do everything. This is not a, you, you need to go and meet every single need you ever encountered now for the rest of your life. They didn't do this every other day. But when Jesus calls us and we feel that call, we see a need and we're about to say, you go over there, do this, go away somewhere else, or just let me just keep walking. We hear the Lord say, I want you to break what little you have. I want you to give it to me. I'm going to do something awesome in ministry in this person's life. Don't look at how little we have. Let's look at how much God has. The third point point lesson I want to bring is that ministry is holding out Christ to people. Ministry is holding out Christ to people. So let's talk about the meaning of this miracle. <clears throat> the feeding of 5,000 people plus in a desolate wilderness. In the Old Testament, God fed his people, Israel, with manna bread from heaven in the desert is what kept them alive as they fled egypt god supernaturally fed them with heavenly bread jesus cries out in john chapter 6 verse 35 i am the bread of life who comes whoever comes to me shall not hunger whoever believes in me shall never thirst verse 51 i am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever he is making a direct comparison or equation God gave the manna the bread from heaven to the Israelites in as they were in the desert and it kept them alive I am the true bread that comes down from heaven and all who eat of it will live forever and just as Jesus broke the bread and gave it to the disciples, to distribute to the people. Jesus' body was broken on the cross for us so that all who come to him might live forever. All who come to him hungry might take that bread and live and be satisfied. So when we share the gospel, when we share Jesus, we are distributing the broken bread of his body His life that all may eat. So it's not about us, it's about Him. It's about giving the bread of Christ to hungry people, both unsaved and saved. Ministry is holding out Christ to people, it's about holding out Christ to people. But the question might be how do we do that? How do we do that? And I think this account helps us to answer that in a way. Because when we look at this being one of the few miracles recorded in all four Gospels, we understand this is a significant miracle. This is a massive miracle. This is, this is a glorious miracle that God does in so many ways, in so many levels, in what it says and how it points to who Christ is and how it points to what he came to do. It's a massive miracle in so many ways. But I want to say this very, very respectfully in one way. It's a small miracle. And I say that with all reverence. But there is one way in which this is a small miracle. And in what way is that? Because if you look at it, there is no urgent need. There's no urgent need in this situation. Nobody was in danger of starving. They had only been there one day. There were towns that they could go to to get food. This was not a life and death situation. This was just that what all that was at stake was missing dinner. So in that sense, it's not a massive, urgent, life-threatening situation. It is an everyday situation where Jesus met them there and actually through the disciples. And what I get from that is ministry doesn't have to be big and impressive to be impactful. Jesus said, just giving a cup of water in his name will receive a reward in eternity. Giving a cup of water is not hard. It's not massive. Nobody's ever gone down in history as the person who gave a cup of water to somebody. It's a very small thing. Obviously, it's not small if someone's dying of thirst, but Jesus doesn't even qualify it there. He doesn't say if you give a cup of water to someone who's dying in thirst, you will receive it. He says you give a cup of water in my name, you shall receive your, your reward. Helping someone in Jesus' name, even in a small way. This is what I want us to see. Even in a small way is ministry. It's ministry. An encouraging word, a ride to the store. A small kindness done in Jesus' name. That is ministry. Jesus said, let people see your good works and glorify your Father in Heaven. So my encouragement to us is do whatever the Lord has gifted us to do, but let's do it in the name of Jesus. Let's do it in the name of Jesus. If God has gifted you as an encourager, encourage in the name of Jesus. If God has blessed you with carpentry skills, or as an engineer, or a writer, or whatever God has gifted you, do it in the name of Jesus. Do it in the name of Jesus. Serve people with that gift in the name of the Lord. It's not the size of the gift. It's the obedience to use it. I find it amazingly interesting that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul lists the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts that the Spirit has given to his church, he puts helps which is helping and administration right in between miracles and tongues. So you've got miracles and helps and administration and tongues and somewhere around there is prophecy. And I, and I just think, can you imagine being at a meet and greet in Corinthians in the Corinthian church and you're kind of getting to meet one another. And the question is, what's your gift? And one guy says, you know, I'm, I'm, I do miracles. You want a miracle? I I do miracles. That's what I do. That's what God's gifted me to do. And somebody else is like, you know, I speak in ten different languages. Five of them are heavenly. You want to hear them? And he goes off into heavenly languages. And someone else says, I can prophesy 30 seconds into the future. And then they turn to you. What's your gift? Um, I can type 60 words a minute. I can file paper. Uh, I'm an administrator. You know? I help. Uh, you help what? I just help. I just help. And the guy, one guy says, you know, I could have told you 30 seconds ago you were going to say that. Do whatever God's gifted you to do in the name of Jesus. It's not the size. If you're gifted at administrating, do it in the name of the Lord. If you're gifted at helping, do it in the name of Jesus. If you're a good listener, listen in the name of Jesus. If you're a behind-the-scenes guy or gal and you you love to serve but you don't want to be up front, do it in the name of Jesus. If the Lord's made you an encourager, you could be the next Barnabas who transforms a life like John Mark with your encouragement. You never know. And it's not really for us to be constantly evaluating. The Lord just says, just use it and I will break it and I will bless it and I will multiply it as I see fit. Maybe the Lord has given you one of the the gifts in Corinthians, you know, the prophetic gift or faith to pray for the sick. And see healing, or maybe He's giving you the gift of music, or leading, or mercy. It doesn't matter. Whatever that gift is that God's put in your heart, or shaped you with, or that's a burden in your heart, just just use that gift by serving people. By serving people, and I want to say both inside and outside the church. It's it's. I love the feeling of this because this is like a field trip. They're on a field trip. So this is not like in the synagogue in a meeting. This is out in daily life in a desert, and ministry is flowing. And I just I love that. Now, I don't want everybody who's serving in the church to quit that so that you can go do it outside. So we need both. We need people serving. I thank God for those who serve in the church. Thank you, guys, for serving. And everything has its impact. Everything plays its part. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much but there's also ministry out there at work in your neighborhood, in your families, wherever ministry is to take place, wherever we are. And it's just, it's serving people in the name of Jesus, doing whatever the Lord's put in our hand. I was reading a little bit this week about the butterfly effect. And uh, if you know that, it, it basically states that a small change can have a, a big impact down the chain of events. And so the theory goes, a butterfly flapping its wings in India could cause a tornado in Iowa, or it could prevent a tornado in Iowa. Now I don't know if that's true. There must be somebody, some butterfly flapping its wings right now to bring snow here Tuesday yet again but we do know this in the economy of God's grace we know God uses small things to do big things your speaking a gracious word to someone today might change a life tomorrow your befriending a hurting person today might help them keep going when they felt like giving up let's do the work of ministry by serving people in the name of Jesus and every one of you and I think you're doing this already, but every one of you has gifts. God has gifted you. I want to close with this last lesson. Ministry is increased when the church gets a vision for doing it together. Ministry is increased when the church gets a vision for doing it together. Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat. That you included all 12 disciples. They called them all off the sideline and into ministry together. I mean, up until then, they were sitting, they were watching, they were enjoying. But now the 12 of them are rolling up their sleeves and they are handing out. They are distributing and they are watching Jesus do amazing things as they give what they have. And when they were done, it says they took up 12 baskets of, of leftover pieces 12 disciples 12 baskets left over one basket for each of them to take up there was something for everyone to do none of them sat it out none of them were unnecessary each of them had a job each of them had a basket to take up and what they thought was too little turned out to be too much 12 baskets full too much and i think If there had been three disciples handing out the food, there would have been three baskets left over to take up. Ministry is increased as the church gets a vision for doing it together. And there is such a joy in serving the Lord arm in arm with other believers. Some of the best fellowship is found in rolling up our sleeves and serving Jesus together. Every member a minister. That's God's plan for the church. There's a joy in being a small part of something big. If if we want to be a big part of something, we're not gonna be. None of us are gonna make a massive splash in history. None of us are indispensable. None of us are a big part of this. There is a joy in that comes from serving the Lord as a small part of something really big. And I think on that day there are going to be surprises in store because I think there are going to be a lot of people who felt I had so little to give. And God is going to have everybody stand up and give them applause and say, well done. And I suspect there are going to be people who think they had massive ministry and their name was known all over and they're so important and they're going to get up and Jesus is going to say, good try. Good try. You didn't have the impact you think you had. You thought you were a big part pride got in, corrupted it, and so much of it became part of the flesh. I know that's depressing. We don't want that. We don't want that. We want to serve the Lord as a small part of something very big. So, my challenge to us this morning is simply look around. Look around. You might already be serving in ministry and you didn't even recognize it. You're not even seeing it as ministry, but you, God is using you in ministry and you not recognize it. Well done. Keep going. Keep serving in that way. Understand that what you're doing is bring a smile to God's face, that that you're you're giving what you have to the Lord. And God is pleased. And God takes pleasure in that. And God he has got this reward for you. But all I'm doing is giving a cup of water. Amen. In the name of the Lord, you shall receive your reward. And maybe there's an opportunity in your life and it's dressed up as an overwhelming need. You look at it and you see an overwhelming need, but God sees an opportunity as you bring it to him. You bring what you have to Jesus and let him bless it and let him break it and let him multiply it. And it happens everywhere. Where does ministry happen? Everywhere. It happens right here Sunday mornings, but... God forbid it just be Sunday mornings for one hour. It happens 24-7 in every context, in every situation. Because remember what ministry flows from. Jesus felt compassion for them. It's compassion for people. It's wanting to help and serve. It's wanting to do what we can. We can't do everything. Don't leave here feeling guilty about this and that. But when the Lord says, hey, I want you to give them something to eat. Be ready to hear that. Be ready to respond. We are hoping to plan some outreaches, and by the way, thank you, you know, one of the community groups took time to just talk about different possible ways to reach our community, and I really appreciate that, and great some great ideas that definitely I think are worth following up. Thank you for that. We want to be planning some outreaches to reach our community. And as we do that, we want everybody to be involved. everybody's gonna be important to that, every single person. You could be the person who hands a cup of coffee or whatever to someone and starts a conversation that could knit their heart or could touch their heart in a way or could say, you know what, I'm gonna go back to that church because I met so-and-so and and uh, and had a good conversation. You could be that person, you could be that person. They may come and hear the gospel because of your interaction with him. So, as we plan these things, keep your eyes and ears open, and uh, I look forward to us serving the Lord together in that way. Next to being saved, I think the best news of the gospel is that Jesus calls us to serve and to minister, because we get to be a part of this wonderful work of God, the kingdom advancing in our day, in our age, in our life. And there's nothing greater than that. But let's believe God for great things. Amen? Let's believe God for great things in our lives, in our church, in our families, in our community, in this world, in our country. Let's believe God for great things. Amen?